everybody. Bonjour. This is so exciting. We are here to talk Emily in Paris. Uh, this is the series that's on Netflix and uh, it's from uh, creator Darren Starr who did Sex in the City. And so we're here, we're going to give our spoiler analysis of the show and first season. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And I have so grateful to have as my guest, Kristen Maldonado is here to Hello. help me. Kristen, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to like dive into this Parisian world with you. <laughs> yeah, this was, we, can't, we can't go to Paris, even though it, I... I submitted my passport in in the like first week of March, and then I finally got it in uh, in August at the end of August. I finally got it. I'm like, oh, oh my well, goodness. now that I can't go anywhere, right. <laughs> just finally took their time. <laughs> but maybe someday we can we someday we can be like Emily and go to Paris. Yeah. Well, I actually, uh, I mean, I I've always been fascinated by Paris and you know the, the food and the beauty there and I actually got to go last September and it was like I felt like I was in my element which is weird because like mm -hmm. normally I'm like really bad at directions like I'm like I don't know how to get anywhere I felt like I knew where to go in Paris which makes no sense because I've never been there but I just yeah. felt like wow this is like my place well, like I like there. trying to speak French and trying to get my check in French and you know attempting it was it was really fun um and i would love to go back but yeah this oh. made me feel like we were traveling there you know yeah. watching the food and all the just the visuals of paris that they showed i was like wow this is gorgeous yeah i think the escapism is probably the strongest part about this show and, and lily collins i think is, is really good uh but yeah getting especially right now to get to just have something light and fluffy and you know and get to escape into Paris I think really hit the spot yeah that's what I just need now you know just mm -hmm. like that escapism that fluffy fun series that you're just like mm -hmm. yes yeah joy <laughs> yeah I uh, I haven't been to Paris but I have been to France uh mm. it was a long long time ago I went uh when I was 14 uh just to uh i went to europe with my dad and my sister and we spent most of the time in germany uh but we and and to and we went to prague uh but we did go to just a little part of france uh for we were actually there on on uh bastille day oh, and nice. uh yeah and i just remember i thought the food was so good mm -hmm, <laughs> it was mm -hmm. delicious yes um, and I, the last time I went to Europe was uh, in, uh, what was that, 2016, I think. I went to uh, Spain. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Um, I, my sister was living there at the time. And, uh, and so I figured, I, I, love, I love going to the beach. I don't care where it is. <laughs> and so we... Uh, I went to uh, Spain and we ended up going to the beach, I think almost every single day that oh, we were there. Nice. Cause that's part of Spain. She was living in, in yeah. Valencia. Oh, so that wow. was really fun. I didn't love the food in Spain that much. It wasn't as good as, uh, as other places in Europe, but still it was super fun. And yeah, like I said, I feel like that is the strength of the show is sort of the escapism. Would you agree? 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, I literally was just like, I'm going to move here <laughs> after watching the show. Yeah, you like want to get a croissant. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, oh, yeah, overall, what were your overall thoughts about the about the show? About the, do you feel like it was a strong first season? Um, I overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. Um, I loved the fashion and the food and like the locations, like we mentioned. Um, I really liked the positivity that uh, Lily Collins' character had, you know, like she's kind of like just gung ho about everything, which is fun. And I think that they did a really great job of introducing us to other characters besides her that all had their own goals and things they were trying to do. And it wasn't just like, oh, everyone's trying to help propel Emily forward. It was like other goals and uh, we got to see their uh, aspirations as well, which I really enjoyed. Um, mm -hmm. I will say, I did think there was a little bit too much uh, love triangles. Uh, you know, there's, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they're trying to play up like, you know, the city of love, the city of lights. Like, you know, I felt like though um, we kept seeing these similar looking guys like appear and disappear. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think that there was uh I think there could have been a little bit more kind of diversity in the space of just like, you know, of Paris that we were following. But, um, but it was a really fun show and uh, I liked social media. I felt like some of it was actually relatively accurate um, to, you know, shows. It's like, that's not what social media looks like at all, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I enjoyed that aspect as well. Yeah, I, I I had fun with the show. I thought that it did provide that escapism. I liked Lily Collins a lot. I thought that she did a really good job. I, I feel like the show, it could have been better, um, but overall it was enjoyable enough, I think, to, to, to yeah. be worth, worth your time to watch. Uh, I, I think that uh, I agree with you. I thought the social media was pretty pretty well done. I mean, I think that it was that was their way of sort of trying to modernize it and and make it more, uh, I don't know, more of a as opposed to Sex in the City is trying to make it more, you know, of the of the moment uh, mm -hmm. their attempt at least. And one thing that surprised me, and I don't know if you'll agree, is I was expecting it to have more of an edge. Um, and I felt like it, I, I was pleasantly, honestly, surprised that it was pretty PG-13. It wasn't really, yeah. I mean, it really, until the last couple episodes, it, I mean, it had a little bit of maybe what R-rated content, but hardly any. Yeah, I think that it definitely was more tame. There were a couple mm -hmm. of moments that I think because it was so tame, there were a couple of random moments where I was surprised yeah. when it did get a little bit risque. Um, mm -hmm. Like maybe they needed a little better of a balance in that. Um, but yeah, it was, I would say it's definitely like a, a more tame series than you would expect from like, you know, Sex in the City. Yeah. The, you know, the creator of Sex in the City. Like even something, like I think, I think that Darren Stark created or maybe all right i think some of the same people created lipstick jungle for uh i think it was nbc and that show was way more um adult than this show like i i feel like this this show is fine for teenagers yeah I yeah think no so. problem I think so yeah i mean there's a little bit of a you know a little bit of sensuality of course but i don't know i i i it was a lot cleaner than i was expecting mm -hmm. yeah 
So that was interesting. Uh, and what, uh, one thing I, I, I think I would fault the show on is that I, I, I think the casting could have been a little bit better. Uh, aside from Lily Collins, I, I felt like it was missing a little bit of oomph in the casting. Like if you compare it to something like Ugly Betty, Mm-hmm. which is kind of a similar premise i feel like something like this show needed like a vanessa williams type character i see that yeah that was something that i actually thought of also when i was watching the show is that um it, it did give me like ugly betty vibes i guess that whole like you know trying to make it in like the a big like social media or fashion or like, yeah. big industry like um i actually thought well, I liked Lily Collins. I felt like this show might have benefited from having a more ugly Betty type of character leading it um, because there was a lot of times where I felt like they were saying, oh, she's, uh, you know, a fish out of water. Like, she doesn't belong here. She doesn't get what it's like in Paris. She's, uh, you know, very, um, like, she just doesn't, she doesn't get it kind of thing. And they, like, mm-hmm. made it seem like she wasn't fashionable, which she was. Like, they were like, oh, she's she doesn't like, especially that's the scenes with, um, that big fashion designer that they worked with that called her basic. Um, I was like, oh, maybe this would have been a really fun show to have like a character like that, like Ugly Betty, like kind of blossoming in France and kind of like, you know, getting by on like how smart she is in the specific topic that they're focused on, like social media, but then like trying to like figure out her, you know, how to blossom while she's in this like different country. Um, but I will agree that mm-hmm. I think what what was so great about Ugly Betty is that show also had such a strong cast where like they felt like a family. So even when like Wilhelmina Slater and Mark are like kind of, you know, the enemies at the beginning of like Betty and, and her boss, um, over time, they even they all start to feel like a family unit in a way where like mm-hmm. you just love them all together. And I did think that the show was missing that a little bit. I think they could have done more with expanding the... Um, the co the co-workers that mm-hmm. emily worked with you know they just they didn't really feel like they had uh big enough moments yeah and she didn't really have a friend in the office the way that uh she became friends with daniel in uh in ugly betty of course you have a uh you have so much time on that show you know and this is just the first season but mm-hmm. um she didn't really have like sort of her office office pal her office buddy kind mm-hmm. of a thing that would develop uh and i don't know i just didn't feel like sylvie really quite did it for me as far as this kind of you know a horrible boss kind of character um and that. like especially the ending i was expecting her to there to be some big because they tease it about this uh about Aunt antoine sending uh sending emily the lingerie gift and then that's going to be like and that uh that sylvie's going to be really upset when she finds out that he sent her that Mm -hmm. and uh, there was really no real like i mean i was expecting it to be sort of a end on sort of a bit of a cat fight kind of a thing uh or there to be some kind of drama particularly in that last episode and then there really wasn't yeah i guess um it could be maybe seen as like a little bit refreshing that they decided not to keep them as enemies and like Mm -hmm. you know kind of have them like uh on each other's side and not having like these two women going up against each other over guy Mm -hmm. um but yeah i see what you mean we're like there just could have been maybe like a little bit higher stakes 
overall because I do think like throughout the show it was more like the fun of being in Paris not like oh my gosh what's happening in this episode oh my gosh we gotta get to the next one because whoa like what's happening you know it was just more like oh you know this is fun I like the fashion this beautiful space you know Mm -hmm. um then like the actual like light and fluffy which was fun and I enjoyed it but like I feel like it could have had more teeth to it like if they if they had kind of leaned into the camp of it all like even with the love triangle if they they kind of ended with like oh her being it was a bit of a cliffhanger but like it, I, I was really surprised they didn't have Camille walk in on them. That would have been very like, ugh, you know. Yeah, uh, they, I guess they really did go against that idea of like having two women like going up, you know, like fighting over a man. Like they really yeah. didn't do that. So that no. is kind of cool to see. Um, and they had opportunities to do it and they just, they, they chose yeah. not to. So that's, that's a yeah, pretty they refreshing, but. Yeah, yeah, they could have definitely like, m- like made it more campy made it more like sort of a you know a little bit more soap opera-esque yeah. which i i enjoy that i think that's fun mm-hmm. uh but uh but as it is it was uh, you know more gentle the show i think yeah mm-hmm. and what did you think of uh her her friend mindy uh played by ashley park yeah i really liked mindy um i was excited to see she was an example of someone that um uh, i think in a different show she would have just been supporting Emily and like that's it her whole purpose would have been like yeah she's a nanny but like she's really there to like pump up Emily but I like that they gave her her own storyline and you know I mean Ashley Park is a Broadway legend from Mean Girls I was so excited to see her come in and then be actually be able to like sing a little bit and and have her character have its her own backstory and her own goal of like wanting to be a singer I thought that was really cool um I really like her a lot. I think she's very charismatic. I think she um, was able to turn some lines that maybe would be cheesy. Like, I think she made them work. Um, I would have liked to see even more of her, honestly. I think that they could have, um, you know, and just inserted her, I think, a little bit even more into the series. What about you? Yeah, at first I was kind of not feeling her. I, I, I don't know. I was just kind of like, she just seemed a, a little bit, uh, a little bit phony to me in in uh in the performance and in the character but but i agree with you once they kind of actually gave her something to do uh mm-hmm. instead of just her being an exposition character i think it it worked better much better and you know getting her to sing of course yeah <laughs> that was a win for yeah. this series and uh and she did have some funny funny lines i think and i think that her and lily had a pretty nice chemistry yeah between, uh, the two of them I also liked how they were able to kind of bring in her character's culture too and, you know, mm-hmm. introduce us to her family and like kind of just see like this, uh, I don't know, just like this side of her life, like this other side of her life, um, you know, at the bachelorette party. And um, and also I think, you know, le- that led into sort of like um, Emily getting a lot of ideas, you know, like she got her big idea for their social media, um, you know, win with the champagne. And, you know, I, I liked seeing those, like, moments connect where it was like, oh, like, something's happening in life, and oh, we can use this in our, you know, um, social strategy or in our social ideas, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. And I think they could probably even now do a lot in season two, they'll be able to do a lot more with that character mm-hmm. uh, and maybe even do a whole episode, you know, around 
around her character. That would be cool. I'd like yeah. to see that. I feel like for me, a show like this really works when you have an ensemble and it's not just focused. Like, I know it's called yeah. Emily in Paris, but like, mm-hmm. and I think that's why Ugly Betty works too, because yes, it's about Betty, but it really becomes an ensemble. And then you feel like everyone has their moments. Everyone really shines. And then they can become like this family that you're like, oh my God, I love every character. Like I yeah. love their dynamics together. Well, I mean, and that was the strength of Sex in the City is that yeah. it's about, it wasn't just about Carrie. It was about the, all the, all the, all the women Mm-hmm. uh in the group and yeah i i think so and i uh, i think that uh that we would be nice to see uh i don't know just a little bit more a little more drama even she goes uh, they have the the whole outing to camille's house and i was expecting that to have sort of more drama about it i mean especially when she's when she ends up sleeping with her brother with Camille's brother uh I don't know that was all kind of and you think that I don't know just a little more scandal I think would have been uh would have been fun yeah especially with her interest in in uh in Gabriel and Camille and and I don't know you just think that that would have had more drama than it had yeah I feel like the biggest drama actually of the season was probably when like that one guy was really snooty like that was mm-hmm. like and then they like had a moment at the opera like or ballet i mean that was probably like the most dramatic thing that happened where she was just like yeah hey. yeah it wasn't really a lot of drama yeah she was i mean i think it'd be easy to criticize the show as being a little boring uh if it, i mean after a little while they i mean how far can the escapism take you you kind of need a little bit of like drama you need a little bit of the uh to kind of draw you in because uh yeah she was dating this a hipster guy and uh she ends up realizing that he's a loser and (laughs) she dumps him at the ballet because they're doing swan lake and that's not good enough for him and uh and that yeah you're right that's about as as high as the (laughs) drama went which isn't much because we're not invested in this character we're not invested in this it it isn't much because we're not that invested in this character uh that she's been dating you know it that it, it, you'd expect more drama between her and Camille, but they're yeah. just kind of they're kind of BFFs and and friends. And yet, here's what she's doing. I don't know. I, I mean, they kind of left it on a cliffhanger, so I guess they're leaving us that that's their big like tantalizing thing for season two. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like they could have, especially her going, like I said, going to her house, Camille's house, mm-hmm. and being with her brother. That should have been more drama yeah yeah i guess they they played it safe it seems mm-hmm. yeah yeah what did you think of gabriel as a character gabriel as a character i mean when we first were introduced to him and we didn't know he had a girlfriend i was like okay cool like this is gonna be her big you know, romance in paris how exciting um, but then when we found out he had a girlfriend i don't know i just felt like he character that seemed too preoccupied with um kind of keeping his own manhood I guess at times because like there were mm-hmm. you know the reason he heard about his relationship with, with Camille is because her family had money to help him achieve his dream and he didn't want to use that and you know then he's in this relationship with her but also like is clearly interested in Emily and I don't like when characters do that um I just feel like um sometimes it gets like too cliche where it's like 
so you like Emily, you want to be with her, but then why are you with this person that you don't like? And like, I don't, what is really keeping you there? He already said the whole reason he didn't want to take the money from her family was because it was going to keep him committed to staying with her. You know, he was going to feel like obligated. And it's like, I don't know, like what the, um, I guess like the motivation there, me. Um, be with the person you want to be with then, you know, don't make it yeah. like, it, like, it's like, as if they're trying to make that the drama when like nobody, you know, Camille obviously is very secure in herself and didn't really have any insecurities about that. Um, so I think he had his moments. Um, you know, I liked, you know, him in the, uh, working in the restaurant and being the chef. That was really fun to watch. Um, and seeing all that delicious mm-hmm. food that would come out. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they're setting it up for like him to maybe become a bigger character in the next season because he's going to be working with that uh, publicity guy. Um, but I felt like his motivation was like a little like meh. I mean, he's very bland. I mean, as far as a character, like he wasn't bad. He was fine, mm-hmm. but he uh, he's just kind of a pretty face. I think. I mean, there we didn't get a whole lot of of his sort of desires or what he wants aside from owning his own restaurant that's pretty much about all that we got as as far as his unique personality um and i i mean he's handsome so you understand why emily's interested in him but you know she says that i can't imagine paris without you and i'm thinking really what did he really do yeah like <laughs> like like i mean yeah he had a couple moments where she like used his shower or, like he made eggs for her but like otherwise they, yeah. well i guess she also he also did save her when she had that big issue with the restaurant getting yeah. a seat um but yeah i think that there could have been like more connection um yeah. and also the like just in general i felt like a lot of the guys that she went after like they didn't really they all looked the same they didn't really have any personality i guess other than that one guy who thought everything was lame um and i (laughs) I really would have liked to see them use that as an opportunity to like if they're gonna have so many love interests like bring in some different guys like you're in europe i feel like there's you know a lot of countries around there that you know people you know a lot of different people go to paris like maybe she could have met you know a lot of different kinds of men that would have been really interesting to have yeah. her go out with and have relationships with. <clears throat> I agree. Making her, uh, I think that would have been an interesting way to make her sort of more modern because just getting kind of stuck in this love triangle and still trying to be BFFs with Camille, it wasn't all that exciting and it wasn't all that interesting. Uh, and uh, so I, I, I don't know. I think that that could have been uh, fun to see her sort of grow as a person by, uh, by experiencing all these different uh kind of personalities and and different kinds of art and different kinds of uh i don't know experiences as opposed to the same i mean the cast is very small on this show mm-hmm. uh for for what it is i and i thought it was interesting the vulture recap they made an interesting uh observation about emily and she's they say our protagonist has not changed learned or grown at all nor has she gotten worse in a way that would make her more interesting. Uh, she is totally static character. Meanwhile, everyone around her has only changed, quotations, insofar as anyone who started the season kind of side-eyeing her ended it by reluctantly accepting her. She has mm-hmm. been rejected by exactly no one. and Her behavior has not alienated a single soul, at least not for any meaningful length of time. 
and her actions have no consequences. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I would say that's accurate. <laughs> you know, the, like, you know, I think the more you, like, the more we dive into it, like, I still enjoyed the show, but yeah, not a lot happened. She didn't really grow or change. I mean, this change that happened was that she went to Paris with a boyfriend and dumped him, or, you know, she went to Paris, had yeah. a boyfriend, dumped him, and then was single living her life. Like, I think they could have added a lot more of like, her experiencing Paris and like experiencing different cultures or backgrounds or just, you know, like learning more and growing because she did grow up in this Midwest um, town and came here anything, you know, maybe that's why yeah. I think a character like an ugly Betty sort of character could have been really great in this position because it could have been someone who really gets to blossom here. Instead, we're following a character mm -hmm. who's already a beautiful model. <laughs> like, honestly, she's gorgeous. Right, yeah. You know, like, she's perfect. And then she comes to this perfect city and she has a perfect life, achieving the things she wants to achieve and not really having many problems. Yeah, because um, most of her mistakes were just mistakes that uh, were easily kind of solved. And, 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 like, there were mistakes that actually, like, weren't really mistakes that that they like oh emily was right all along and mm -hmm. i i think that that's a problem that uh, a lot of shows as they're trying to as we're trying to feature more sort of modern empowered female characters that we're 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 forgetting that it's okay for for women to be flawed and to have uh that that's that it's okay for uh, women to learn and to have behave badly at times and uh, I, I think that sometimes that we're sort of almost reticent to to, to do that because oh it's it's a, a bad example or it's a bad bad behavior and uh, but that's we're, that's what human beings do and uh, so I don't think I would be quite as harsh as the article but i do think that it is there's some truth to it that she is basically the same at the beginning as she is at the end uh it's uh it's not a, a kind of thing where you've seen a real sort of transformation as you say is in ugly betty um i mean ugly betty kind of lays it on real thick with her uh wearing that that <laughs> that poncho thing that she wears the the yeah. first episode and um and you know like you're going to work at a fashion magazine i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah or i i mean just like um uh, I love Drop Dead Diva. I don't know if oh you my ever... gosh, I love Drop Dead Diva. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so one of my favorite shows ever. And that show did such a good job of like really laying on sort of the camp and being really funny and also having her, all the characters, I think, grow a lot. Yeah. I mean, is because, because Jane is experiencing this, this whole new uh body this whole new person and so uh it's uh it's a every day everything is a new experience for her and uh so i you know obviously that's unique to that show but i don't know i just think that that there's some truth to to allowing your characters to have sort of flaws and and just and and have a little bit more fun like, kind of with your characters yeah, and I, I do think there's something to, I don't know, I feel like with these kind, kinds of stories in like high fashion or magazines or social media, like a lot of these positions 
or the, these uh, movies and TV shows that we see around these kind of characters, they're always the same, not always, but a majority of them are the same type of girl rising in these industries. You know, it's a beautiful skinny blonde girl or brunette girl, you know, that has yeah. a great life already. And I would love to see more stories like uh, women like uh, uh, Brooke Elliott and America mm -hmm. Ferreira playing these roles, you know, like to see these types of women in these positions where, you know, it's just somebody, somebody different. Like, I mean, I want to have an Emily in Paris experience. Like, how yeah. cool would that be? Like, you know, and I think that we limit kind of the, the, of the type of, the types of women that we allow to see in these positions. Like I would have watched Mindy in, in Paris, you know, yeah. like that would have been a really cool show to be, to me to watch. Um, and I would just love to see more diversity yeah, in like the actually... types of women in that little arc that we got with Mindy, she changed significantly as a character in just that little arc. Because mm -hmm. uh, she had been hiding from this, you know, this past and she'd been uh, really nervous. And then that sort of empowering experience and she sort of changed as a, as a person when she sang uh, for the first time since uh, her, um, uh, her disgrace on the uh, Chinese, um, American Idol and and so that yeah I agree I actually think that her story was probably more yeah interesting <laughs> like a little bit more if they cast somebody that's just like a little more everyday uh Amer American kind of person um I think that that might have given more room to grow mm -hmm. for the character I, I agree with that I think like yeah. we mentioned like Lily Collins is beautiful she's like a model like she, her, yeah. she looked so great and you know she really like I felt like a lot of the times they kept saying like she doesn't fit into this atmosphere and I'm like what are you talking about she 100% fits yeah. into this atmosphere <laughs> this right. is like what she was made for and so I think if we saw someone who was like the opposite of that kind of flourishing and, and that's something you know going back to Ugly Betty that I liked about that show was that you know Betty came into this fashion world and she didn't immediately become you know, a supermodel, she slowly over time, maybe, you know, got her braces off or like got a different haircut or got new glasses, but she never like, like she never yeah. changed her core. It was more like just blossoming. And mm -hmm. I think this would have been a really great show to do something like that. Yeah, I think that that's true. I think that that's true. The other thing too, with the social media, I thought it was fun and I enjoyed it for the most part, but I think that they, that, that, they made it seem like social media is like super predictable and that mm. you can just create this plan. And if you have the right plan, then it's going to work. And uh, that is just not, I mean, unless I, I'm completely confused about it, but in, in my experience, at least it is a kind of a crapshoot. I mean, you put stuff out there, you think uh, it will, uh, it will take off and it just it does nothing and then sometimes you'll you'll just be doing something without really like thinking about it that much and it'll be huge and it'll really take off and um i don't know i, I feel like the unpredictability of social media could have kind of been an interesting interesting factor to sort of create drama of like oh this thing that i didn't think would be anything is now huge and this thing that we put all this work into it's just completely fizzling i think that could have been an interesting dynamic yeah definitely i think for me that you know there were definitely some parts where the social media wasn't like 100 there were there was some parts where i was like oh okay like that's kind of accurate like 
when she was going to the um the influencer events and they're yeah. like oh you have this following here you go oh you don't like you know things like that that i was kind of like okay like i could see that or or some moments where she got an idea for something and they kind of ran with it and then it did like the idea of them at um commercial and kind of asking like sexy or sexist like i could see that something yeah. like that going viral but then there were other things like you know the sleeping outside uh kind of like uh, the installation installation like i mean that might be something fun for like a local area but i that's not something i would see going viral that's something maybe like mm -hmm. for like paris like oh this is fun let me go take a picture but uh not something that would like have an impact like globally like maybe the sexy versus sexist um yeah. commercial um and going off of that actually i thought it was really cool to see her being in a situation like that commercial and being like I don't think that we should do this. This seems problematic to me because yeah. I think that that's something that does happen or sometimes doesn't happen and should happen in different situations where maybe someone did say like, hey, we shouldn't do this. And people are like, mm, don't listen to them. We're just going to do it anyway. And then it blows up in everyone's face or, you know, people don't stand up and it's like, we should have said something because this actually, you know, doesn't make sense to do this like this. You know, people will find a problem with it. Um, mm -hmm. And so I thought that was really empowering um yeah to see her be like i really feel strongly and that they listened to her you know or that they were able to turn it into something else uh to make it work um yeah i think so uh yeah that was a nice moment and uh i i think uh that that they had some uh i think some of the stuff with the designer and her kind of uh her being sort of dismissed as this sort of silly woman and mm -hmm. then her kind of proving herself and her worth i those were nice moments for the character and yeah uh you know were were fun and i i i think that like you said the the moments where they're sort of eating in paris or or mm -hmm. uh uh just the sort of the the escapism i think was the strongest aspect of the show mm -hmm. and i think maybe that's it's partly helped by just the fact that i'm in quarantine and I, I, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah I'm good to see you. the yeah. bar is a little lower <laughs> the bar is pretty low i'm like oh paris yeah. oh. Um, um i i yeah. just want to uh, mention going back to the idea of her um you know being dismissed as like a silly woman and then you know proving herself yeah. i feel like that's uh you know especially well I mean, she was working in more of an agency area, but I've just seen in social media, like, you know, that there are people like that guy who, you know, is not the person actually running the social media. He's just do he like, he's doing the campaign itself, or, you know, mm -hmm. he's doing like the creative aspect. That's like not actually how they're going to promote it. Um, I've just seen people in social media not be taken seriously. And it, you have to keep being like, no, but like we're an expert in this. This is why I'm telling you that we shouldn't do yeah. this or we should do this. Um, and so that's why that really, I thought resonated with me and why I was like, oh, I can't, I really like that they're showing that because that, that's like a reality where like, it is hard for people to like be taken seriously or be like, no, we need to do this or we shouldn't do this. And like, this is why, you know, cause there's people that yeah. don't do social media that will be like, well, but I think this, like, isn't it so easy? And it's like, well, it's not. <laughs> That's yeah, why, you that's know, so true. there's experts in these areas. Yeah. Well, and she kind of would continually have to remind people, I have a master's degree in this. I am not an idiot. And yeah. uh, that that's a very good point. And uh, yeah, that's so true that people think, uh, oh, you're just standing in front of a, you know, a computer giving your opinion. I'm like, oh, you don't see the 
and hours of note taking and uh, and thoughts and questions and all that stuff that goes into what you think is just standing in front of a, a, a camera. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're somehow easy job. Plus all the, the, uh, the, the graphics and the marketing and the promotion and trying to, I mean, yeah. it is, it is hard. Well, what we're doing is multiple people's job at a corporate company, you know, it's right. like yeah. many <laughs> people like a lot. And um, you know, I, 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 what I liked about the show was that, you know, they showed the corporate side, but they also showed the social, like the influencer side mm-hmm. a little bit. And yeah. I feel like, you know, I relate to that because I also work in the corporate side of social and in the, you know, the content creation, social media yeah. influencer side. And so I was like, oh my God, I like totally relate to that. Like everything that was going on there, basically. Um, and I'm sure yeah. you can as well. And it's just like, you know, this is not like an easy thing. Like it takes work and, you know, mm-hmm. there were moments where she really like, like when she met the um, owner of like the influencer company or whatever, um, yeah. where that woman was like, oh, that girl's good. I want to talk to her. I, I was like, I really like those moments where they were like seeing that she was good at her job, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked those moments too. And I, I think if I was going to give some advice for season two, I would say, you know, to expand upon those moments and also to, to make, uh, to give her an ally in the office, I think would be really fun if she had one like friend. Um, and then also, I, I think making Celine more make her make her more of a of a villain. I think mm-hmm. would be or that or make her more of a friend, like one or the other. Like I just think make her more. Um, and then also, I I think that they should introduce a new love interest to at least, even if they're going to stick with Gabriel, um, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I think we, we get a new love interest that would challenge her, maybe challenge her a little bit more and be a little bit more. I think, I think it'd be a nice thing for season two to get like a little bit more energy in that, in that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what about you? What, what would you say to, to do for season two? For season two, I would love to see them, um, like you said, continue to expand upon her like career and build up more of the people in that office to be, like you said, more allies to her. Because I think that's what was missing was having them have more of a presence. Like there was people there that yeah. that sort of became allies to her, but they they didn't have big enough roles to really feel like they made a big impact. Um, like the two guys that were yeah. in the office, like they definitely became like kind of like the like a little duo that was like they were supporting her eventually but like on the side because they didn't want to get in trouble but I think that they didn't have big enough roles so maybe if they even just beef them up and make them her little friends um you know make it more obvious um I also would love to see um more from Mindy like I would love to see them basically just take the the, what they have and maybe create more of an ensemble and give everyone their moments and not just necessarily have it only be focused on Emily um, give her more things though to challenge her. Um, maybe like you mentioned, it's a love interest. If it is, I hope it's someone a little bit different and not like, I don't know, all those guys looked exactly the same to me. I just felt like it was kind of, we're just repeating the mm-hmm. same story. And I would love to see, like you said, something that really challenges her and is just different than what we've experienced. Um, yeah. I think a good way that you could bring in a, a new person is have her meet somebody at her French lessons. Oh, or yeah. to get like a French tutor. I think that could be a fun 
opportunity. Oh yeah, that would be a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm also, but there was still that other guy that I don't think she ever really dumped, even though she was like immediately going to be with Gabriel. Um, the guy that worked, uh, that was the nephew of the fashion designer. Um, oh yeah, he yeah. He's still kind of in the picture, so maybe they'll bring up something between the three of them, like some kind of drama. Um, if they bring any drama, you know, mm-hmm. any real drama in, and you yeah. know, Camille maybe bring Camille back into, you know, maybe they'll have like a whole like, try like a square of drama. Because since they didn't really do that this season, maybe they're leading to doing something like yeah. that in season two, since they have set up all this stuff with all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But if you were going to give from one to 10, what would you give this first season? I'd probably give it maybe like a six. Yeah. Same with me. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I think it is It is frothy. It is fun. It's escapism. All the prepare stuff is really enjoyable. I think Lily Collins is really sweet and fun uh, in the lead. Uh, but uh, it, I think it could have been better. But it was still enjoyable enough uh, yeah. if you're you know, looking for something to watch uh room on to do more definitely <laughs> yeah. room to do more which yeah. could be good because you know maybe it's like okay we've we've played a little bit safe mm-hmm. now but people want to see a little bit more let's mm-hmm. let's really go throw everything to the wall in season two yeah. yeah i mean then that's pretty common the first season of a show is just kind of testing the you know testing yeah. the waters a little bit and i've noticed uh, it a lot with netflix actually where yeah. like the first season's like okay but then they set it up for like a really good season two and then season two's awesome and then they cancel it yeah that's <laughs> it's true. like, like why you gave me something i really wanted now <laughs> yeah uh, that's true very rarely do they give a season four on netflix so mm-hmm. yeah we'll we'll enjoy our season two and uh hopefully if they're able to get it i mean i feel like actually with they could have a ton of interesting plots with uh with the whole covid and the whole thing and her you know uh yeah i think that there's it could be really interesting if they embraced it and i'm kind of curious to see a lot of how a lot of shows uh embrace uh covid in uh, in 2021 and what we end up seeing as yeah. far as uh i think it could be really interesting so well i think this is really good let us know in the comments what you thought of the show did you like it and uh, do you agree with some of our critiques do you have additional critiques uh did you think it had strengths that we didn't mention please uh please let us know in the comments and uh so thank you so much Kristen, for coming on and, and talking thank about you. this with me i appreciate it and uh, where can people find you and your your content yeah you can find me at kmaldo on youtube twitter facebook if you add a one at the end on instagram that's k-a-y-m-a-l-d-o um, and i also uh, recently launched a podcast called pop culture planet you can find that anywhere podcasts are streaming and also my youtube channel and um, hopefully very soon, you'll see Rachel on there as well. So make sure yeah. to check that out. <laughs> I'm very, um, very excited. We can hopefully be as good as social media influencers as, as Emily. Yes, exactly. <laughs> inspired. <laughs> we'll try. Uh, yeah. Thank you for having me on. This was so yeah. fun. Yeah, it was really, really fun. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And I... Uh, 
and make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast. We are getting into gear. This week is our first preview show for the holidays. If you can believe it, uh, it's coming up for a lifetime. Uh, so check that out. Also have our Patreon group. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, we do our monthly watch alongs uh, with, with get the behind the scenes details of, of movies and shows. It's really fun. So check that out. Uh, we also have our merch store. We can get all kinds of fashion. So, <laughs> so check that out. And uh, thanks again, Kristen, so much. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Uh, bye, everyone. Bye.